ETL Echo presents Say That Again by Pixie Dust World. This is a Twitter drabble that I fell in love with. The clock above the fireplace read 11.35 p.m., 25 minutes until midnight. They had exactly 25 minutes to consummate their marriage. Hermione wondered how the ministry would know if her shiny new husband didn't come inside her. She drank more champagne. It doesn't have to be painful, Malfoy said, staring above her head at the wall, seeming eager to overanalyze the wallpaper. There are ways for it to be... He took a deep breath. Enjoyable. I've had sex before, Hermione said. You have? His voice was a touch surprised. Loads of times, Hermione scoffed. Three times, to be specific. And it had been almost a year since the last time. I'm an expert. Malfoy had the audacity to look relieved. Good, he said. I'm glad you've had pleasurable experiences. When... When we consummate... Fuck, Hermione said it at the same time as him. Fuck, Malfoy practically hissed. Just, just think of them. Hermione nodded. Right, she said. Sure. He was staring at her, waiting for something. Her permission, perhaps. You can think about other people, too. The first time she'd had sex, Harry had been soft, if not a little too gentle. In the tent, surrounded by darkness and the ever-present promise of death, their fumbling hands had met. It hadn't been painful, but it hadn't been overly pleasant either. It had just been them. The second time she'd had sex, Ron had been eager to please her, but it had felt off. Like a sneeze that wouldn't come. Like an itch just below her reach. Overall, it had been unremarkable, and unfortunately for her and Ron's budding romance, a little unsettling. The third, and subsequently final time, Hermione had decided that she needed to stop having sex with immediate members of her very small friend group and Seamus Finnegan had been happy to oblige her. In the middle, he'd gotten a leg cramp and accidentally headbutted her. She'd gotten a bloody nose, and Seamus still wasn't able to make eye contact her without cringing. Then the marriage law had been announced, and Hermione had been too swept up in writing motions and testifying in court to worry about the elusiveness of her own sex life. Did you ever think you'd get married? Hermione asked to rupture the silence that had stretched on for a bit too long. It seemed like a fitting question to ask, given their predicament. I was never sure. Malfoy smiled, and Hermione felt her stomach twist. This would be all the easier if he wasn't so handsome. It was never my choice, Malfoy said with a casual shrug. I always knew I'd marry someone my father chose for me. Perhaps that's why I accepted all this. The lack of choice, that is something I'm familiar with. You, however, fought to the bitter end, he continued. Very valiantly, I might add. As is your nature. It didn't work, Hermione said softly. Admitting defeat to Draco Malfoy never seemed possible before. But now? It felt almost inescapable, the partners they were becoming. You'll figure out a way to make them suffer. Not my nature, Hermione said, finishing her glass of champagne. That's yours. The clock read 11.40pm. It seemed they could no longer avoid fate. If we don't consummate, Malfoy was saying, voice sounding far away. And the punishment is a fine. I can pay it. I won't pretend I'm not above bribery either. I, we, have a lot of money. Perhaps we could buy the minister an island. Do you think he'd like that? Harry said the punishment was prison time. Hmm. Hermione stood from her chair and smoothed the nightgown over her legs. Thank you, she said, for offering to pay a fine for me, and for hypothetically bribing the minister for magic with an island. But I think, I think this is just unavoidable and will be okay. He smiled again, soft like the fuzzy clouds at sunrise, 
Hermione had never really noticed how his smile changed his entire face. Yes, he said, watching as she moved across the room. We'll be just fine. She lay down on the bed, closer to him now than she'd been in years. The last time they'd touched had been when he'd clenched her shoulders the day of the trial, fingers tight around her arm. When he'd apologized to her in that dimly lit hallway, tears tracking down his face. Hermione found dwelling on the past did no one any good, but for once, she was glad he'd done so, if only for the growth that accompanied him with the passage of time. Glad that if this was going to happen, she would face the future with this version of Draco Malfoy. Malfoy shifted, looming above her, his fingers finding the straps of her nightgown, twisting the fabric softly before firmly pressing his hands on either side of her body. The mattress refused to creak. The only sound in the room was their soft breaths. On or off? He waited politely for her answer, but his hands betrayed his tension, clutching almost angrily at the sheets, in danger of ripping them. Rich people, Hermione thought, could afford to rip their sheets. They could simply buy new ones. On, Hermione said in a thick voice. On, Malfoy agreed. I'm going to touch you now. Yes, Hermione wished she was someone brighter. Someone like Ginny. If she'd been assigned to Malfoy, the room wouldn't feel so thick and heavy. She wouldn't freeze beneath him, skin as rigid as the bones underneath. All right. You're so much smaller up close, Malfoy murmured, surprising both of them. From afar, it's easy to convince myself that you're a titan, towering over us mortals. But here, I think it's undeniable. I was taller when we were kids, was the response Hermione decided to give him. Do you remember? I used to be taller than Harry. I remember. His thumb was rubbing circles against the top of her thigh. Just touching the skin, nothing scandalous. But Hermione felt a bit like a Puritan seeing ankles for the first time. Do you think our child will be tall? She asked. Like you are. His touch faltered for a bit, a crack appearing in his perfect facade. For a moment his eyes were bright. Hungry. Then he resumed his lazy touch, fingers slowly tracing down her legs, beneath the nightgown. I hope they inherit all your goodness, Malfoy said roughly, and they inherit all my height. Hermione had never thought about being a mother, never considered that a possibility. She certainly had never expected to become a parent with Draco Malfoy. But a life with Harry had inadvertently prepared Hermione to adapt to her environment, like those frogs that change genders. I'll need to stretch you a bit, Malfoy was saying, sliding down her body. Hermione wondered when she should start calling him Draco. Surely soon, with the home he'd seemed to have made for himself between her thighs. Please just try to relax. Right. His hot breath on her center was the only warning she'd received before he was licking her, tongue twisting its way inside her cunt, thumb rubbing her clit. She was wet. Not an embarrassing amount, but not enough for him to grunt his approval, the vibration sending a shudder skittering up her spine. Oh, she gasped, hips squirming against his hold. What? What are you doing? Shh, he hushed her. It's rude to interrupt. Then he closed his lips around her clit and sucked, his sloppy noises filling the room. Distantly, Hermione heard someone babbling, broken cries and unfinished sentences. It took a moment to realize that voice was her own. Heat like fire, like a dragon, spread across her body. He was pressing her face to his, fingers digging into her flesh. Each time she withered away from his tongue, his lips, even his teeth, his grip tightened, 
and an arm pressed against the flesh of her stomach. Finally, 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 she felt one of his fingers slip against her. Malfoy's fingers were so much thicker than her own, entering her with a bluntness she wasn't accustomed to, twisting her open, fucking her slowly, with no clear intention of quickening his pace. It was madness, it was unending, and Hermione was trapped between those feelings. After the wall, Malfoy said, licking up her cunt with leisure. When we were at school, I wanted to be near you every second. It was like waking up and realizing I could actually see the sun. She remembered, even now, how he'd looked at her during their eighth year. It hadn't been a predator's gaze, but one of blatant observation, like he was truly seeing her for the first time, finally allowing himself to look. What a gift it is, he murmured against her, the second finger sliding in to join the first, a pleasant burn beginning to overtake her, bubbling over the surface, spreading across her flesh, the privilege to bask in your warmth. He devoured her until she came with a wail on a broken exhale. Hermione twisted and twisted and twisted away, but his hold was firm. It hadn't been that way with the others. Will that be enough? She sniffed. He pulled his cock out for her to see. Three fingers, then, Hermione said, voice unsteady. It was 11.53 p.m. by the time he'd stretched her to his liking. Hermione. Hermione jerked at the use of her first name. Yes? She hiccuped. He squinted up at her, hair falling over his eyes. He really looked like a stupid fairy tale prince, even now, with his face glistening, wet with her. It was completely unfair. Think of someone else. It'll help this part. To her credit, Hermione tried to follow his directions. Visions of Harry's eyes morphed into grey. Ron's arms around her torso tightened, the way she imagined he would clutch to her chest. Seamus's moans grew deeper, like his voice. It seemed all roads led back to Draco Malfoy, and Hermione was too tired to think about why. Earlier, he'd called her valiant, brave, said it was part of her nature, woven into her bones. If she had nothing left, she'd still had her bravery. Perhaps it was time to use the courage everyone insisted she possessed. I'm not thinking about anyone else. Malfoy looked like someone had shot him. What? I'm not thinking of anyone else, Hermione repeated loudly. Maybe he had had a minor head cold and was having difficulty hearing her. I'm thinking about you. But I told you to think about the others. Hermione rolled her eyes. I'm not a dog, she scoffed. I don't just blindly follow your orders. She ignored the way he smiled at her. She felt him then, between her legs, warm and heavy, a weight on her thigh, a promise for what was to come. I'm... Malfoy looked upset, angrier than before with the sheets. I'm sorry that this happened, that it's me. I'm not. The orgasms had loosened her limbs, a crack across a frozen pond. Speaking to him seemed easier now, less world-shattering. I'm glad it's you. I've fucked both my friends. It's only natural that I'd carry on to my enemies next. You think I'm your enemy? No, she sighed. I think you're my husband. Say that again. Husband, she repeated. You are my husband. And you are my wife. Earlier cowardice forgotten, Hermione smiled up at him. All teeth. 
Malfoy blinked, like someone had turned on the lights. I've thought about you fucking me before, she said softly. Have you thought about me? Malfoy groaned like he was in pain. Constantly, he said. An agonizing amount. Malfoy grinned down at her. But it's time for me to fuck a baby into you. I'll fill you up, all right. Will you let me? Hermione managed a confident nod. The feel of all of him tossed her head back. Unfair, completely unfair, that this experience belonged to him when already so many parts of her were his, too. His ownership over her mind had been a subtle acquisition, but this new feeling, the one burning through her, seemed to happen all at once. Such a good girl, Malfoy grunted, allowing me between your thighs. Then he began to move, and the entire world seemed to tilt off axis. Everything seemed to melt away. All that remained was Draco and the drag of his cock inside her. She weakly clutched his arm when his fingers slid to her clit again, rubbing agonizing circles. He smiled at the tears that stuck to her eyelashes, and it was a little mean. I won't last, he managed to say. Come on my cock, that's a good girl. Let me feel it. She felt when he came inside of her, teeth scraping against her flesh, muffling his moans, heat spreading across her stomach. Winced slightly when he kept fucking her, soft thrusts, fucking his cum deeper inside her. I have to make it stick, he slurred. We can try again, Hermione sighed, finally allowing her fingers to drag through his hair. Soft, softer than she thought it'd be. She felt him twitch inside her when she spoke. I'll be very dedicated. Malfoy's hips were still moving, still sinking back into her. Has no one ever made you come before? He hummed. Does that job only belong to your husband? You've never had a job in your life. She felt a smile against her skin. Then I'll need lots of practice. The end. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this reading and would like to stay up to date for other chapters and stories from ETL Echo, you can follow us on TikTok, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts at etl.echo.audiobooks. ETL Echo, echoing tales of enemies to lovers.